standing in our living room in her red bathrobe, pretending the vacuum cleaner was a dragon with a long neck and a plastic head. Timmy would shriek with joy when she pushed it close, and his fat legs would pump backward, forward, like he was afraid, even though he knew it was a game. She'd stand there for an hour doing that. I used to think it was a waste of time. I'd have my baseball cards all picked up, waiting for the rug to get cleaned, so I could lay them out and study them again. You're so serious, Dawn, Mom would tease. Don't you ever just feel like dancing? She got sick the year Timmy turned six, just before Beth was born. At first they thought it was something to do with the pregnancy, the way her joints swelled up. Afterwards, sometimes, she could hardly lean over and pick up the baby. In the mornings, when she got out of bed, she would stagger like a drunk on a TV show. Daddy would rub her knees and ankles until she made him stop. It doesn't help, she said. With this disease, nothing seems to help. The disease was rheumatoid arthritis. Anybody could get it even little kids, and if they did, depending on how bad it was, they could lose their ability to walk, to use their hands and arms, even to move at all. They'd be like frozen people, stuck in whatever position their joints froze up in. There were lots of treatments, and some of them worked on some people, but nothing seemed to help my mom. What made it harder was, she was a painter, Before I was born, she'd taught art near the Smithsonian, and her paintings were exhibited at galleries and museums. I remember sitting in her studio playing with blocks while she painted, and later getting dressed in a red wool coat and leggings to go with her to an opening. Even though I was little, I could tell she was important from the way people asked her questions and waited so carefully for her answers. What you've captured here is the ineffable, a white-haired man whispered. Later I studied that painting, hanging on the front wall of the gallery, but all I saw were trees and snow and sky. Where was the ineffable? What was it? I searched for the outline of a small animal, maybe some magic creature like a unicorn, but I couldn't find any. Finally, I asked her where it was. Mom burst out laughing, but then she saw she'd hurt my feelings. Oh, Dawn, it's just a word, a way of describing how things look or feel. She put her arms around me, and I smelled her perfume warm on her neck under her dark curly hair. Compared to Mom, Dad's a regular person. He wears glasses and has straight brown hair like mine, and he pays the bills and keeps the appointment schedule for Beth and Timmy and me, so that we get picked up and dropped off at school and the babysitters when we're supposed to. When she gets excited, Mom stays up all night painting, but Dad's slow and steady, like the tortoise in the fable. He helps Mom figure out her business, too, because his work is raising money for galleries, He says he's okay being the right-hand man to fame and fortune. Not that we're rich. We aren't. 
But we got tickets to Griffith Stadium and the ice rink and the puppet shows at the Smithsonian. The balcony of our 14th floor apartment overlooks the downtown lights. My school is three blocks north, and there are all kinds of kids there. White and Oriental and Negro, some who speak English, but others who yak away in Spanish or Chinese. We think our neighborhood in Washington is better than the best pizza you ever ate, because it's like a slice of the whole wide world. But the farm is home, too. I stay here part of every summer, and we visit at Thanksgiving and Easter and Christmas. Van's really my mom's aunt, her mother's younger sister. But Grandma and Grandpa died in a car accident when Mom was little, so Van and Moody raised her. They're like grandparents for Timmy, Beth, and me. But Timmy's a city kid on the drive home.